and welcome back to the TSF Entertainment Channel. It is your boy, Mr. Retro CG, Oga CG. Don't you start that talking about Oga CG. is in the building tonight, Mr. Retro CG. And I'm joined by the lovely and beautiful Miss Honey is in the building. <laughs> and joined by my brothers in arm, Mr. Juggernaut of Souls. What's going on? What's tonight? good? What's good, family? How y'all doing? I'm all good. Can't trip. Can't complain. Can't trip. Another day. No tripping. So we're really excited about tonight's episode because it's one we have been talking about and probably one we should have done first, but I'm glad we didn't do it first because we've learned so much since the last episode about this character. So tonight we're going to be talking about one of the most um, talked about characters uh, in the Power franchise, and that's Jukebox. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm, so I'm going to go ahead and hit y'all with that intro real quick. And we'll be right back to talk about it. Shout out to the uh, chat. Y'all are the livest, most dopest chat out there on the YouTube universe. Thank y'all for joining us tonight. So, like I said, we are going to talk about Miss Jukebox. Laverne Jukebox Garner slash Thomas is a major character in the Power Universe, serving as the major antagonist in Power and uh, Tritagonist in Power Book 3. Raising Canaan. She's portrayed by Anika Noni Rose and Haley Kilgore. All right. So tonight we got a little bit of a uh, a layout that we want to try on you. We got some specific topics that we want to talk about with the character. First, we're going to start off with who is Jukebox? What do we know about Young Juke in this series, and how does it speak to the adult Juke? Um, age, family info. Why is she called Jukebox? Um, we definitely want to talk about influences. So Marvin, Nicole, Rock, Kanan, Kenya, Lou. And and there's a second part to this first part, but we'll go ahead and jump, um, let Juggernaut start us off. What are your thoughts on Jukebox? Um, I'm going to be honest. Out of, since they introduced her in the very beginning of um, the Power series, to me, Jukebox has been like one of my favorite characters out of the series um and all the books i would say at least top five um i mean she's brutal she don't take nothing off nobody and with having the book raising canaan now we see how her character developed into like this heartless brutal i mean you know killer right i agree well Jukebox is just 16 right, right now, though, in Raising Cain. Yeah, like I thought she was like 16 or 17, yeah. Yeah, I think she's just like a year older, although she seems so much more mature than Kanan. 
And it's funny because Rock raised them both, you know, for a good portion of their lives. So it's crazy that she's, I mean, she's a girl. So obviously she's going to be a little bit more mature than the boys. But um, yeah, she's just 16 now and she's still quite a powerful character just being at 16. Yeah. You know, and, and just when you think about it, I wonder if it, if it is stock. If it's how she was raised, like having a stick and move, being reared in this family, like it brought her to this place. Because she had a hard edge in seven, but it was she still had soft points. Obviously, her relationship with Nicole was influence on her. And um, her relationship with her dad, I don't think we've ever heard of her call him anything but Marvin. You know, until very recently, until very recently, we heard very, her till last episode, dad, right? like, but but she she wasn't. We didn't get to hear her call Kenya or mom really. We just yeah. got to see how you interacted with each of these people, and that that really says a lot. I think about her character too, just how uh, quiet she is. You know, what I'm saying she's a quiet spirit anyway. What they say, a quiet storm. Yeah. Anyway, but if she don't like you, you definitely know she don't like you, right? And I yeah. wonder well, if you point. juxtapose her to Rock, and we're gonna see the conversation between she and Rock in this upcoming episode. If you look at who Rock is and who Juke is, I mean, they do favor to me a bit, especially when I see them together. But energy-wise, I just wonder. I just wonder how much alike she and Rock are. Like, what are some of her similarities? So that's a very good point. The chat is talking about uh, the name change. And I was wondering if you guys were going to notice that. That's why I put that in there. But yes, she did change her name. And I think that's uh, a very good point is that she wanted to disassociate herself from the family. At least that's the only thing that we have to go by right now is her uh, contentious feelings towards her family and their business. Yeah. We would be left to assume that that's why she changed her name. Yeah. So we know that she was in it, right? And that was because she probably had to be in it. And as soon as she got an opportunity, it sounds like, she she separated herself from the whole group. Yes, she did. Back to talking about influences, was it the way Lou did her? You know, her, her dad is trying to you know, put out some reciprocity there now. Right. Is it the way Rock moves, is it is it the fact that Kanan really is on his own path and he's not, you know, he's not slowing down to catch up with her? In, in regards to the influences, I think all of these influences and maybe a few more that we haven't seen yet, but I think these are major influences that molded and shaped what she became because we're starting to see her transition into this version that we met in power cold-hearted ruthless uncaring you know so I think all these influence Marvin the fight with Marvin we know that was a big uh that left a big mark on how she feels about her father going forward Kenya last week's episode showed us that that is uh, one of the main things that probably but you guys think her. we haven't seen the last of Kenya yeah uh, we yeah. talked about that last week you know we were wondering whether or not we've seen the last of Kenya I think Kenya's going to come knocking around again and try to uh, 
try to get back in Juke's good graces, but I think uh, either Rock's gonna run her off or Juke's probably herself is gonna run her off. Right. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Demarcus Vaughn, man. Hey, he they got some got some good some good points there, some real good points. Some really good points. But um, I would just say, man, um, Jukebox. I think personally, the last episode we just recently watched. You know, we seen what was that episode eight? I would say I think that's where we start to get that that ruthlessness that's going to surface, and we're going to get that get to that point where you know she's from a young juke. Yeah, she's young. I think it started with the young juke, and um, it was said in the chat that you know Ghost Kanan and Tommy all feared jukebox. So, and I find it believe very believable. Wow. Welcome in, really B. How you doing today? Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Hey, really B. What's good? What's good? What's good? Hey, shout out to everybody in the chat. What's up, everybody? Yeah, the fam is live as usual. The fam stay live. Um, so let me ask you guys this question. Who do you think was the most influential on her life? I would say Marvin. Mm. Ooh, I would I say more. Cool. Well, I, I, cause I, I see what you're saying, Marvin. Because influential doesn't necessarily mean positive. Right. But if if right. Marvin, if well, let me let me let me rephrase the question. Let me rephrase the question. Who do you think is the most influential on jukebox life? That's probably led to the makings of the character. Because I don't look at any of these influences, any of these people mm -hmm. as a positive influence on her. The closest that will probably come to it will probably be Lou. And even after what he did for her, I, I don't look at none of these as positive. positive influence? So here's, here's your choices. Here's your choices. You got Marvin, Nicole, Rock, Kanan, Kenya, and Lou. And I take that back. There is one positive in there. Who do you think out of those? Were I would most say, if we're talking positive aspect, I would have to definitely say Nicole. Definitely. Well, I'm not looking at positive or negative. I'm just looking at who attributed to make her who she who she was. Ultimately, and I'm gonna say this. Him. I'm gonna say Marvin okay. because I feel like Marvin had the most long term yeah. connection with her. And when you know you go back to last season, even though what happened with her mom was, I think, was the final straw. I think. I think. We saw a crossover in this last episode that she ain't coming back from. But remember who she was before Kenya even showed up. Right? I mean, you know, Jukebox was already cold. She was already jaded. She was already private. She was already, you know, there were certain things about her that were Ooh, already yeah. there. Now, the situation where her mom probably solidified all of that. Like if she, we saw her wanting to be a different person. Right. She was willing to let go of who she was just for the acceptance and love. And I don't mean sexuality. I mean, who she yeah. presented, how she yeah. presented herself just to make her mom happy. But I don't think that that Kenya, you know, and the same thing with Rock. I think I think Rock was a positive influence on her until she wasn't. Because she's the closest thing she had to a mother figure until until that that fact, that facade started falling away. You know what I mean? I think that's a valid point, especially when you think about the nature to nurture aspect of it. Those younger years are so formidable. Yeah. And 
I don't think that's the right word. But anyway, um, I mean, just think about it. Rock did raise her, but that wasn't her child. And then when she had her own child, we don't know what that connection, how, if that connection stays strong. Her dad resenting Kenya and also um, doing his own thing, being in jail, you know, it, right. I mean, like, like really be said, she, when we, we came up on her, she was private. You know, she was very uh, reserved. She was always watching from the outside. She's not, you know, when she talk, was talking with the guys, it wasn't just because of her sexuality, but also because that's kind of who she is. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not a lot of serious stuff. It wasn't until she got with Nicole that we started to really see a softer side of her, even in her regular dress. But we got to see her laugh and be loving and dance and kid around and joke around like and actually be a teenager for just a small moment be a teenager for just a small moment just for a small moment she had an opportunity i think that's only time before genuinely happy yeah but i think that's we've seen parts of that with nicole her being able to enjoy like life you know it wasn't the same did she enjoy her moments with Nicole? Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't the same because she couldn't do it in plain sight. Right, you know, right. Sneak around, creep around, or whatever the case may be. But her relationship that she had with her mother, she she felt like, even with that, she couldn't truly be herself, but she felt like she was in a place where she was safe. She was in a place where she was happy. She was in a place where she was under the impression that she was being loved. So for my response, I'm going to say the most influential is not a person, but the women in her life. So I think it's a combination of Rock. I think it's a combination of Nicole and Kenya's influences and interactions and engagement with her that has all kind of been put into a pot, stirred up. And Marvin is a critical part of that as well. But then you have to look at the fact that Lou stole her music too. So maybe it's safe to say all of them probably had an equal amount of influence on her i mean her family is it a place where she can close both eyes like really like seriously is it a space where she can close both eyes i mean it is it's something to really think about because miss honey your volume is low is it me oh is it oh that's better yeah i'm sorry um yeah so it's something to think about like as happy as she was with juke um the catalyst for for that being taken away was Canaan, right and somebody asked in my chat in my comments uh for last week's video did juke know that it was Canaan's drugs that killed her like did did she know yes. it was Canaan yeah. that cooked yeah, it he, like he, he was knew. the yeah. chef she knew yeah she knew wow she so, found I mean, out after the fact but by the time she found out Oh, your volume is gone. Yeah, your volume is gone, uh, really. B. I think something wrong with your mic. Sorry about that. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, my mic, my mic has been acting real funky. Um, it's a short in the wire, I think. But all I was saying was when she found if I'm you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when she found out that was after either after Kanan had shot Howard or after Rock asked him to do it and her focus sort of shifted to, remember that's when she made the speech about 
you know, why would she ask you to do that? Like, like none of us asked for this life. Like she, she didn't really blame Canaan. She sort of blamed the, the family and the circumstances. If I'm, if I'm, if I, if I remember correctly, uh, retro, you remember? Yeah. Because it was at the last, it was at the end of last season, but I want to say it was when it was either after Canaan shot Howard or right when mm -hmm. after rock asked him and he didn't want to do it. It was before and they were that. Out on, I remember they were out on the stoop talking. They were out in front of the house yeah. talking. It was before that. And I want to say it was the night that she had got arrested. Remember when um old girl had got her uh when she went back to Nicole's house? When, Maybe when she was coming home that night, uh Kanan was sitting down on the stoop and they sat out and talked. And she told Kanan that she found out that Nicole had died from the bad drugs. And you yep. know, Kanan was like, My bad. She was like, I can't even blame you for it because we should yes. We, we we shouldn't be mixed up in this. We shouldn't even be in this situation. Yes. Yeah, we shouldn't even be in this situation. Yeah. That's crazy and, that that's the extent of the conversation that they had about it, considering. Well, that's why I said earlier this is. year, I don't know if you remember, I don't remember what review it was, but I said that earlier. I said, I don't think Jukebox has let that go. Like, it's still in the back of her mind right. that Kanan, it was like, I still feel like that's something that's in the back of her mind. But it's just like uh, Support Gaming was saying, um, and uh, Kanan has said this, uh, I think a couple times, different times. He may have even said it in this season and maybe one of the voiceovers, but I know he said it in um, Power that, look, he wasn't raised by good people. You know, yeah. he was a product of his environment. Same thing with Juke. So I agree with that. You know, they weren't raised by good people. So ultimately, whether they wanted to or not, you know, because of their exposure to what their family was into, they was destined for that it was inevitable, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wanted to go with 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 Kanan on this, but I think he was just another straw, um, just thrown on top that ultimately helped to break her back. I'm gonna say definitely. Um, I feel like that fight with Marvin. It's unfortunate because he's trying to make up for it now, but I just feel like that fight with Marvin. That really pushed her to this yeah. really dark place. Yeah. I mean, she ne probably never, or probably wouldn't have as as quickly as she did found Kenya. Yeah, because you're right. That that actually inspired her to go seek out her mother. Because up until that Which point, I think her she nothing but pain. pain. Right. I don't think she right. She wasn't really thinking about uh, Kenya. Yeah. yeah, she she had accepted. She had come to accept right. the fact that her mom had left her, and that was that. But I think after what happened between her and Marvin, she feeling that loss of not having a parent made her want to go seek out where her mom was. So let's move on to the next section. Miss Honey, this one is for you. The evolution, the evolution of Jude within the last two seasons. We know the milestone moments were the death of Nicole, definitely the fight with Marvin, uh, finding Kenya, and even, I'm going to add another one to that, Lou stealing her music. Yeah. I you mean, can, you can also add. You can also add what the church did to as well. Yeah, finding Kenya, like, like I wrote I said, that into that, Kenya. Yeah, wrote yeah, that, that into was, Kenya. Okay. I mean, I mean, we got to. We we only got Juke. We only got Jukebox in season one, right? Yeah, we and didn't get. Then, we weren't really fully introduced to Laverne. Just, right. I mean, the outward look and you know that energy until um season two and when you think about about it when we met uh boosting 
<laughs> Y'all remember that? They hit the trucks up when they yep. when they uh when they would load unloaded stores, they would hit the trucks up and take racks and racks of clothes. Yep. Okay. And then she stopped that because she found love, right? And she decided she didn't want to go down that path. But we also showed saw her show uh a, a a huge amount of kindness when the when the cop got pushed down. Remember the security guard and she ran back to help him. Uh, what, yes. Or was it her friend no, no, no. shot him or something? Yeah, uh, the friend was beating him down. Beating him down. That's what it was. She put a box cutter on him. She put a yeah, box cutter on him. Yeah, and she went back and and she helped the guy. Yeah. Right. And then he gave her some good advice. She never stole from that point. And then she found Nicole, and uh, you know, in season one, and it was all good. And then that was snatched from her the very same day that she found out about Nicole and she's dealing with all that. She comes home and her dad, I mean, loses it on her. She doesn't have a moment to even process. Oh my gosh. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. And she went without speaking to Marvin for, we're going into episode nine for seven episodes. Yeah. Six. Well, let's just go ahead and say it was a couple of months because wasn't Kanan down in um, Virginia? All that time. All that time. All that time she was, she was Rock. at Rocks. Yeah, she was at Rocks place. Yeah. And, and her and Rocks, are, it sounds like her and Rock are, are roommates. They, they are at this point. Right. <laughs> right? Like, and she was working on her music. She put that pain into her music, takes the music down to the, to the, to the studio and in season two and Lou stabs her in the back and tells her she needs to change her look if she wants to be in music. Yeah, that was that was that was a, a that was definitely a death dealing blow right there. Right. So we go uh, back to what Xavier said. Right. She she she's she can't trust any of them. Right, because remember in season one when she met Lou at the diner, she had already confronted Lou one time about the whole music thing. She was like, "So famous gives a song and your own niece don't." And so now when she does get her opportunity to showcase her talents, what does he do? He turns around and gives it to Ziza. So that's that's a even more crushing blow right there because now the music could have been her way out. The music could have been and, and 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 Lewis said, put it on the radio. I I you know So now she has to hear this. Over <laughs> yeah, I want to hear those spins. Now she got to hear it. Yeah, she got to hear it. But yeah. the music could have been a way it's... for her to to not become this like she took her pain and she took her passion and she we've not seen you write since then we saw yep. her sing at church but we've not seen her write yeah right or listen to music because you or remember listen she to always music. have that's the right on. that's right that's a really on. good point that's a really good point so i think right there that that just took away any that's a good question that that, that took away any chance at her being able to escape this family business. Now yeah. he has nothing to turn to as an outlet. Right. Um, that's a good question, support. That is, a, that's a definitely good question. Uh, well, that goes into um, um, really what, we, what we're going to talk about next, I think. It, it's going to kind of roll into that, like the evolution yeah. of Juke. Do we think that the diamond is at that place where it's completely hardened think do we think she's still got some soft places there especially we talk about uh nine, so nine 
and 10, are we going to see Juke? Because, you know, periods where we don't see, they don't show Juke at all. When they do show her, she's a good chunk of the show, though. And yeah. she's definitely one of the most talked about. Yeah. For her to be a tritagonist character, she is really uh, one of the more central anchor characters. Like, I could imagine what Raising Kenny would have been like without her, without her character. Because I think I think as as supporters of the series and uh, supporters of the show, I think we would have that would have been a big question and a deal breaker for any one of us to watch it. Like, where's yeah. your... oh yeah, that's that would have been a deal yeah. breaker right there. But this, yeah. look, but look at how they introduced her in power. She was only there for a couple episodes. Like there was a big gap between her appearances in power. Like when they introduced her, I think it was like episode four or three. Yeah. When they first introduced her, we didn't see her again till like four, five, four. It was four, time six. for him to kill her. <laughs> yeah, you know, so she had a real big gap. So they gave us just enough for us to be intrigued. But I think that if they didn't introduce the character to us in such a way that they did in season one, we probably wouldn't have been invested in her character as much. But because they, they started her origin story off right along beside Kanan's, she became more interesting. Like, this is Kanan's show. So this is supposed to be Kane's story, but we're more vested in jukebox. Glad somebody said it. We're more vested in jukebox than we are any of the other characters. <laughs> That's facts. I mean, but it's like when you watch the show and knowing what you know from Power and then watching Raising Kanan, it's almost like you can't give us Kanan's story without giving without, us yeah. jukebox. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see now. Marcus, thank you so much for the super chat, brother. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Demarcus. Always come to show love. Thank you, Demarcus. I wonder when Jukebox hears Ziza singing her song on the radio where Jukebox finally snap and do something to Ziza. That's a good that, question. That's a good, yes. I and, think something's going to happen behind I'm it. I'm telling you, yeah. 9 and 10 are going to be super, super pivotal to the Juke character if they if they're gonna air her i mean it's it's probably gonna we're probably gonna start to see and i i bet you season three well we'll talk about it but yeah nine and ten we only have two episodes left if they're gonna show us juke it's probably gonna be a turns up juke oh yeah yeah um, which takes me back to if kenya shows up it'd be best for kenya to go on to the church and do bible study and saying or whatever kenya need to just go and leave her alone because if Kenya comes back and tries to uh, make amends with Jukebox or tries to uh, get Jukebox to uh, forgive her, Jukebox may go off on her. So Kenya might just need to leave her, let her let her go. Just let it go. Well, I wonder how Burke is going to play into this too because she and Juke have similar um, uh, lifestyles. And... Um... She has reached out to Burke, you know, to get that information about her mom. Burke has sort of burned all her bridges with everyone, especially Rock Howard. So it would seem so Burkish for her to go creeping around Juke. Support Gaming, thank you so much for the super chat. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate it. Um, they so fall out at it, some it, point. It seems like Kanan and Juke. Wait a minute. But will it be this season? That's what I. That's what I'm curious to know. I don't think so. Do you guys think it'll be this season? Uh, uh-uh. uh. I think it's gonna be season three. 
But I want to go back. Uh, I got lost in the comment right here. Um, okay, right here. Yo, that would have been a really good plot twist if she would have been Ray Ray, so to speak. If she would have been the one that killed Raina, and then that would have been tough. And then trying to turn around and kill Tariq, that would have kind of almost made it. That would have kind of almost made it justifiable for Kanan killing her, because she had already killed Raina, and then was getting ready to kill Tariq, and he was saving Tariq. That would have been that would have been a major plot twist that would have been so so important to the story. And it would have made it more plausible why Ghost and Tommy and everybody feared her so much because she was a nut. Which brings me to my next question I have. That's a um, that's a good that was who, a good topic. Who, Don't eat snay on the easy. Who do you think, who do you think Played the character better, and I know that we didn't have much time with Anika Noni Rose as we have with Haley Kilgore. But who do you think did the better portrayal of the character? I think Haley nailed it. She's killing it. Yeah, like... yeah, but she she had the blueprint. Anika did a very good that's, job that's of wetting yeah. our appetite for Juke. Yeah, of us wanting to know a little bit more about Juke. Yeah, she definitely gave. She definitely put the format out there, and then yeah. she just took it and. I mean, I she was it. running a whole gang. They were yeah. all police officers, but here's a woman who was running a whole uh, 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 a gang of uh, police officers. And she had, had women. Yeah. You know, she, that she didn't mind putting to work, right? She's robbing, she's killing, she's stealing. I mean, she's inside of the gang. Like, she's got her own empire going. That's a little yeah. bit of rock there, but... That's a good blueprint. I and she think. had workers because remember she had the little um dudes that were uh that robbed the jewelry store. Yeah, right. robbing the ph pharmacy. Then she right. had other dirty cops. Right. Yeah, and so the jukebox we know from raising Kane and came in and really just bodied that energy. Even though it was a short amount of time, we really feel like this is the same juke. I think that's yeah. why we got so little of her, Demarcus. You're right because she was on the quad. On BT, that I think that's why we saw so little of her because I think she was doing both shows at the same time. Um, mm, I forgot about that show. Yeah, yeah, she was on the quad at the same time, so I think that's probably why we didn't get that much uh, screen time with her, and that probably explained why they spaced her appearances out through the uh, episodes of season four because really we should have saw a lot more of her throughout season four. Oh, absolutely, we yeah. should have saw a lot more of her. Yeah, all right, really, be this one is for you. With the completion of episode eight, we see a marked change in Jukebox. I think you talked about her appearance, uh, her trust level, um, her demeanor. Where does this leave her whole music aspirations? What does the remainder of the season look like for Jukebox? What do you think the remainder of the season is going to look like for her? Um, as sad as I, the part, honestly, what I feel like is that we ain't really going to see much of Jukebox. I think they're done with Jukes for this season. Wow. We only have two episodes left, and we got a lot to deal with, with Rock and the, the Mafia and Marvin. And the, I mean, we're going to see her, like, if Marvin did get shot, of course, we, we're going to see that. But I, I really think the bulk, I think 90 to 95% of Juke story is done this season. I think we're done. I think well, we're going to get a little bit of her uh, based of her off of the trailer uh, and based off of the clip that was released, the conversation with her and Rock. Uh, we yeah, know she ain't saying nothing. She just nodding her head. You know what I mean? Like I think we'll get stuff like that, but I don't think we're gonna get no heavy. I mean, I don't know. 
we know that we she's going to go see Nicole's father again. So I know that she's going to probably go and ask about the whole uh, Detective Howard thing. So I think we may get closure for her this season, next episode. Or, or we, we may, may not just see her get a, a, a cliffhanger for her. Yeah, we'll get and some kind season of... three, we're just going to come up on this juke, you know, like over summer vacation. <laughs> what she looked like first day of school. Like it's going to be bananas season three. Yeah. I think that uh, this character is a very interesting character. Because we see so many elements of her ruthlessness. I think she gets a lot of that from Marvin. I think it's a, a big combination of rock as well. But it still just doesn't explain where her and Kanan break. That's I, what I'm I eager agree. to see. I agree, Xavier. Raising Jukebox. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. One episode, Raising Jukebox. That would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to say this, too. You just put up a really good point, Miss Honey. What's that? Where do we fast forward to for next season? I feel like we've got to age everybody next season. I feel like we need to jump at least two years next season. Like, we're done with the school. Like, they ain't even pretending like these kids are in school. Like, they're not giving us nothing. We didn't even know school had started. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, other than the point that uh, Rock told Famous go to school and Kanan mentioning to Famous that you ain't been to school in two weeks. Yeah, we did. We that was a big question for us. Like, why aren't they in school? Why aren't they showing them being in school? And then it turns out they are in school. Yeah, I think I think they have to age these characters for next season. I, I think wherever they end up at the end of the season, I think Kanan has to be a little bit older. Um, Juke, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it could be They've the same character. Yeah, they've already well, changed you. The yeah, they've already changed the her. And they've changed Kanan in some respect, too. I agree with what you're saying, really, B. But if we're going to keep the same characters, then that means we're going to have to have a pretty lengthy hiatus. I would say at least a year. No, I mean, because in real life, these kids are older. I mean, they're not kids. In real life, I just think there's certain things they can do makeup-wise to just make them look, you know, two years isn't really that big of a deal to make somebody look older at this age. You know what I mean? I well, mean, you even, make them look old about just even with season one to season two, they look older, right? So, you know. I mean, but if but it went you can age them, you can age them off a of wardrobe, too. That's what I'm telling y'all about summer vacation, you guys. <laughs> I think we should move past graduation at least. I think we should go ahead and graduate them. <laughs> but you know, yeah. how you see a kid at the end, end of the summer, you see him at the top of the school year, you're like, ah, dog. What I would yeah. like to see. What I would like to see, well, what I don't want to see is I do not want to see them change characters. Like, the further we right. get down in seasons, I don't want them to age them to a point where they're adults. And we I get new characters. And they I don't age want to see that. Yeah, and they end up aging them out. Yeah, I want to keep the yeah, same character. I mean, your 20s are are, are mother ducker. We got to see their 20s. <laughs> I mean, if you go age, if you go age this cast out, you have to age them out and basically age them into actual the power characters, like right. seriousness. Oh yeah, which the only way that I would be satisfied with that is they brought back the original characters to play them. In yeah, the that's the only way. Well, Fifty Cent ain't coming back. But you know, no, uh, uh, he could come back early. Yeah, he could come back before he got killed. Like Yes. No, what I mean is him and stars, he ain't coming back. Oh, that's right. I'm talking about the real, I'm talking about in real life, like the, the problem in real life. No, he can't play no 40 year. 
<laughs> he can't play no 35 year old 50 no <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah I mean all very valid points uh just even going through these clips, man, just looking at that little side swoop, little tight bang she had, you know, looking all middle school, and then the olive oil, you know, the braid down the back. I mean, she's just she's just changed so much in so many different ways, even this last episode. Um, we could see Juke at 17 and feel like she's 20. You know, she's gone through so much already. Yeah, she has. Mm -hmm. And what I want to see is, I want to see where other people start to fear her, just like how Ghost and Tommy and Kanan and everybody fear her. I want I want her to start getting to a point where uh, other characters or other people are starting to fear her. So is that yeah, in season she was three? Like, she was like Debo. Like, bro, they, they run it high. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be season three. I think season three, she's good. Just like what we saw with Kanan, you know, how he ran up on Freddy and um, put a glizzy on him and, you know, beat him down. I think we're going to see a similar type of transition with Jukebox. It may not be the same type of scenario, but I think we'll see a similar transition where she's going to get some blood on her hands. Okay, so that brings us to uh, what our predictions are for season three. I mean, you, so we've DeMarcus kind of said, said a little bit of it, hasn't we? In the interview, what was Kane? Oh, wow. Oh, wait, now what? I remember hearing that. I remember oh, I remember oh, hearing yeah. that before that they had this big fight and she cut him. I do remember hearing that before. Oh. And didn't Kanan, didn't the character Kanan have a scar? Or was oh, that yeah. the, or was that after the whole him and uh, Ghost fighting in the warehouse and getting stabbed? Well, I know you had the burn marks. Yeah, I know he had the burn marks, but didn't he have a scar too? I I want us to go back. I I would love to see that that scene where he goes to see her for the first time in power. That energy that she gave him. I mean, you could tell he was he he seemed cautious approaching her. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, she did come for him. Belly. She did come from D.C. to New York to get him after he had got into the fight with Ghost. So, and she did care for him. You know, she brought him back to D.C. and took care of him. So, but he there was, was afraid still, of her. He was yeah, afraid, he was of, afraid her. of her. There was still a level of fear that he yeah. had of her because remember she was withholding the medicine and stuff from him until he told her what was really going on. Right. And then she put she had her own girl press up on him to get information out of him. So we know that she 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 will result to whatever tactics to get her way. Right. Ladie said, uh, "Yes, Kanan had a scar." I thought he did. Yeah, I thought he had a scar. Matter of fact. This is my favorite jukebox look. She could be she could be in her early twenties here. Yeah. She, she looked so innocent. She looked so innocent and just real fresh face and clean yeah. and just, you know, promising. <laughs> Xavier says sometimes but that's normal. <laughs> More than my cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Not sometimes, not, not sometimes it happens. What what kind of what y'all going on in your house? That's true. That's true. Like, most of the time when you ask people how they got hurt, they be like, me and my cousin. I was at my cousin's house. My cousin was over my house. 
We was we had the butter knife in the kitchen and we was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> like, you know, we almost saw we almost saw that come to fruition when he threatened her last season. When he threatened her, you know, they could have really took that a little step further, but they made amends real quickly thereafter. But you know, we we well, she she stood up to him in that moment and said that she wasn't scared of him or whatever. So you know, you threatening me, but look, I'm not scared of you. Yeah. So. You're right, Ladine. We're going to have another moment similar to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This scene right here, I, I went back and rewatched it again, and just her, her, her body language, her body language and her facial inspections, you could just see the fear and the confusion all over her face. She really played this scene very well. Yeah. And the fact that her mom is sitting here like, how can you in good conscience see your child in this level of discomfort and be okay with this? Yeah, she was too okay with that. Shit. Yeah. She ain't shit. She ain't shit mama. You so, know, we always have this running theory about who's the worst mom in power. I'm going to give it to Kenya. I'm yeah, Kenya, Kenya wins this one. Yeah, she wins this. She wins this. You know, shit, shit. Tasha ain't got nothing on her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you look at that. I don't know how you witness it and not and not go to windmill. What's good? She should have shut this shit down. Hey, Dizzy. What's up, Dizzy? She should have shut this shit down from jump. Like, no, right. this ain't what this ain't what I, I I brought my child here for, or whatever. Y'all getting up out of my place. And maybe that would have redeemed her a little bit with jukebox, but the fact that she just sat there and let her go through this torture. Well, the fact that she would even assemble it and, and assemble I, and it I, in her home. In yeah, her assemble home. So, it. Yeah. This is this I didn't think happen. She in the always church. knew that she was. But right. This I mean, didn't happen in the church. This happened in her place. Yeah, there has been some conversation. Like, what happened? Like, at what point did she know that? I mean, the Bible study was one thing because I think that was very directed and pointed. But then what what happened where you like you said, I need to take it up a notch. She was she went out with with Corey. Right. And so people were, have been talking about, like, asking, did she know? How did she know? How did I she think she knew out? all along? Like I, I think said, she knew all along too. Like, like I said, because from the very beginning, what was she doing? Even before they ran into her old friends on the street, she was trying to make her more girly. I think yes. she knew all along. And again, yes. I, I until they tell me different, I'm gonna just hold on to my thought that she had her eye on them and knew what was going on with the family Ooh, from a distance. I and know. I think she had been watching Juke, and I think she you know, saw how she was moving in the streets and saw how she yeah. was dressing and you know, she noted that the family what, what, the, what the deal is with the family. I think I think she knew all along. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Juke got that recon from somewhere, the way she reconned. Well, we know we're going to see her for at least two scenes in, in episode nine. I hope that we do uh, get to see a little bit more from Kenya in episode nine. I don't know. I just feel like since we're not sure what's going to happen with our characters, like we all have said that we think that Marvin is alive, right? That Miss Renee is the one that got it. Yep. And we're wondering, we're thinking, okay, the crescendo season finale is probably going to be rocking the Italians. But what if, what if we get to see also this move from Juke? 
that propels her into this place where we don't know what season nine is going to look like for her, but we know she's going to be there, right? That would be very, yeah. there could that would be, be very some rewarding. movement from, because she has had really more storyline than Kanan this season. Yeah, yeah. Bill, I agree with that. that. I said that earlier on. I, I'm not ready for them yet. They're no, it'll be, to it'll be too soon for them right yeah, now. Yeah, it's too soon for them. They're point. important to the story, but not at this point. Yeah, at this point. point, we still need to learn more about the other characters. So for them to introduce Tommy and Ghost and even Breeze at this point in the story, unless they bring Breeze in in a way where Kanan now starts going to work for Breeze and meets um, Tommy and Ghost in season four, in season three, we don't need to see these characters. And season four may be too soon, but it depends on how many seasons this show goes for. And with the whole upheaval with the network thing right now, it's hard to say if this show is going to be produced in later seasons. Kind of like what they did with the game. They stopped in the middle of a season on CW, and then they jumped to uh, another season on BET. And the whole story, the continuity and all that had changed. So I don't want it to be a situation where they start on a new network. It is like watching season one on a new network all over again. Right. If they get picked up by another network, it needs to be season four, season five, whatever uh, season they get picked up on and continue this story that's being told. And hopefully they can get the same writers to continue in the writer's room for uh, the series on the new network. I think 50 Cent loves this franchise, though. Yes, and I think we do need more story on the Thomas family. We need the we need a little bit the the crazy part about it is even though this is a prequel series, we need more of a backstory on the Thomas family. At the very least, we need Lou's backstory. We need a little bit more backstory of Lou. And we need to understand this whole dynamic between Rock and Detective Howard a little more. We we got the gist of it, but we need to see how how deep that 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 water ran, you know. I don't think that he raped her per se, but I think there was some manipulation that was involved. I mean, whether it was on Rock's side or whether it was on Detective Howard's side, I think that whole story arc is going to give us a little bit more. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just going to say that I'm excited, and Juke, the Juke character is one of the reasons why I'm excited. Yeah. I just, like I said, she's she's had way more of a storyline than Kanan. Much more interesting, much more textured, much more layered. Like I, I, I'm interested in seeing this context of the conversation between she and Rob. I, yeah. I want to see what the context, like how did that conversation get started? Is she just sitting there and listening like she did with Kanan, although she did give him some input? Uh, um, She talked to Nicole's dad more than she has talked to Rock uh, or really Marvin that we've seen. I think we're going to see, and even though we hate this, uh, Dizzyville, thank you for the cash app that you sent us last week. I appreciate that. I meant to shot you out on Sunday's episode. Nah, thank you for I that. I don't believe that, Jamarcus, because Juke, Juke don't talk. Um, Juke I'm going to say this too. Um, I think there's going to be, I don't know what Juke is going to ask Nicole's father. I think it's more than just the Detective Howard thing. Because remember when they were at the cemetery, he said, if there's ever anything you need. You need and I don't yeah. think she would waste, I don't think she's going to waste a favor on Detective Howard. But I think right. whatever she's, she's going to ask him something 
major. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's how Juke gets to DC, but I think it's too early for her to leave the show. Yeah, but I do think there's something, there's going to be something with that conversation. Well, maybe we won't see Juke until mid season three. And when we do see her, she's going to be a different. If she, if she gets, if she asked about going to DC, like nine is going to be pivotal. Support gaming. Thank you character. for the super chat. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Um, I agree. I think it's too soon for us to see her transition to DC. We do know that um, the character was an eight-year veteran when um, she does get to DC. So I think uh, at later seasons, maybe season five, maybe season five, we're ready to see her pack up and move off to DC. I know much as we hate this character, I think there's still more story between her and Detective Burt. Oh, I, I agree. I still think because Burt's about to get fired. Yeah, she yeah. about to get fired. Yeah. And maybe that's how maybe that's how Juke get to DC because Burt leaves and goes to DC. I don't know, but Burt's ass about to get fired if she don't get unalive. Well, we know she's not gonna get unalive yet because again, she's she's important to Jukebox character. They've given us an anchor right. with her, so we know that there's going to be some type of uh, there's still some business between the two of them, and we don't quite know uh, how that's going to shape and mold her decision to make a to become a cop. Um, and maybe we see Burke take a walk on the dark side. Maybe Burke's character decides to, well, she can't beat him. The you know she's going to be like how uh, Greg Knox was. She's going to be a dog with a bone. If she get fired, then she's not going to give up this. If she gets fired, she's not going to just walk away from this. No, if she I gets agree, fired, though. she's going to she's going to pursue the Thomas family even more. Keep it cute. That's what we were saying. Um, we were saying early in the show that uh, it's Kane's show, but um, at some point they're going to um, pretty much like not phase out jukebox, but she's going to have less critical uh, scenes or you know at least features in the in the show throughout the seasons. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to really think about it now, and it just seems more plausible. Um, and it is truly a cliffhanger. If we lose Jukebox for a season, and then her reentry, um, either end of season three, beginning of season four, is it's just going to be a little bit more texture. Yeah, we're going to be asking about it. We're going to be looking for it, and we're going to be so focused also on what Kanan has got going on, especially juxtaposed to rock so it's now is a good time for her to go out and, and go into her cocoon and then the next time we see her we'll just see if, what kind of butterfly she comes out to be man ah uh, that's a that's a good point and you know xavier you you were talking about why aren't they um advertising for for book three yet or book two whatever the hell i i, I think I, again we keep forgetting that this whole situation is in limbo. We do not, I know that Stars gets to keep the series as long as they keep renewing it. I get that. And I know that the season has already been done. But because prior to the problems that 50 Cent was having with Stars, this was a well run machine. I mean, the shows were on a perfect rotation. We knew, you know, what was going to happen. We, we had it down. And this last, you know, two years, it hasn't been that way. And I think that has a lot to do with whatever is going on behind the scenes. The fact that we know 
that they finished filming season two, um, book two, season three, and they haven't even started advertising, and we're already on episode eight. We may not get it until next year. We may not get it until January. I, I mean, heard it was set to come out at the end of October, right after. That's what I I thought, but we haven't seen a trailer. We haven't seen anything, and we only have two weeks left. Usually, they overlap that last week. You know what I'm saying? Or, or trailers, something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we may still get a trailer, but it's just. I mean, we only have two weeks left. That's right. I've been seeing quite a bit on you. But don't we got this BMF? Don't we get BMF in between? Or is it documentary? I know season, well, season two of BMF is done. So, yeah. again, where, where are they going to put it in a rotation? I don't know, but it's done. Because remember season one of Raising Canaan, we got BMF. So I'm thinking maybe it's BMF next. It's BMF next, then book two. Support but, game. And they already filmed. They was already filming um, uh, Force, though. Yeah. Yeah, Force is in production, but book two's been done. Book two's been done for probably the whole uh, period of this uh, season. Yeah, it's been done for a minute. They were they were yeah. they were filming when I think the season started, but like at the end, yeah, like they're, they're done like, filming season two. I mean, season yeah. three. Shoot, I keep saying I know yeah, BMF is done. Yeah. Season two of BMF is done, and season three of book two is done. Mm. Um. Haven't heard anything about Force starting filming or anything, and I no, they did. They started. Yeah. Oh, they They're are filming. Okay, okay. Then, then Force is filming. Okay. Yep. Yep. The market says BMF will be back in January. Okay. So I guess yep. I guess you know then I guess we should expect to see a trailer drop well, sometime in the next week then for book two. Right for book two. Miss Honey, you said you've been seeing a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, but you know, people are chomping at the bit for season two. So you, you, I, I've been seeing people talk about uh, their predictions for what it's going to look like and that type of thing. But you know, now that I think about it, you know, maybe, maybe there is some insider news out there. You know, maybe that's something we need we need to kind of look into. But there's a lot of talk. But there's been a this week has been packed with juke. Like my timeline has been full yeah, mine too. of people talking about juke. Talking about what's next for Juke, what's going on with Juke, how you know how is the season going to play out for Juke, and I'm like, the, it's so much. Uh, I do too. Chatter I hope around her, it just it's makes terrible. me feel. Like I ask next time I see Lucy and at the gym. <laughs> I mean, Force was terrible. I sure hope it is better too. God, it was horrible. I mean, Raising Canaan really has turned out to be their their best series in the franchise. Thus, far. I agree. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was layers, good so as much... season. I don't think it was good as season one of Power, but definitely. Oh no, it, no, I'm talking about here. right now. What yeah. they got going on right now? Oh, absolutely. Because they kind of all were around the same time frame, kind of, sort of. They, you know, it's a cluster of shows. And the crazy part of about it is, Power. I remember when they first announced this show. This was the one I was least interested in. I this think we all were least interested in. Oh, I was always interested in it because I like origin stories, and I like the fact that it was going to be a, a period piece. And you know, the nineties that's that's my shit. The eighties and the nineties. Well, let me let me rephrase it. I wanted a prequel. I wanted a prequel, but I wanted the prequel to be like how they ended Power. Remember how they ended Power and they showed uh, Ghost, Tommy, and Angela them all in high school or whatever. That's yeah. what I was expecting for this. Oh, okay, but. Um, I wasn't interested in the character origin story because uh, you know they did a very good job in power making us hate Kanan. And I think it was it wasn't up until season six that we actually started liking the character and actually he started redeeming himself. 
because Kanan did some crazy wow. We're talking about how ruthless Jukebox was. If she's more ruthless than Kanan was, yeah, that's dating. the only reason I was excited about raising Kanan. Because What's I mean, Kanan killed his own son. He killed the old lady with the Jesus love pillow. I mean, Kanan was pretty ruthless. So yeah, he didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't care. And he killed his old cousin who was like his sister. <laughs> so Right. He was know. also grooming Ghost's son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Xavier, when I say a period piece, I mean not present day. Like it, it's maybe I'm not using the right terminology. I know exactly Xavier's technical. He's a writer. So maybe I'm not using the right language, but that's what I mean when I say a period piece. Like, I mean it's not of I feel today. like it's just another opportunity for him to try to make us feel old. I'm just gonna be honest. Who Xavier? You know Xavier like making us feel old. So <laughs> yes, and he's the baby in the group and try to uh, and try to make us feel like we old folks or something. Like well, he we says, he's the baby of the group. And uh, Paul of Care or something. <laughs> he <laughs> no. says he's the baby of the group. But if I ever see him in person, I'm gonna snatch a couple of hairs and have him analyzed. I don't know though because you know uh I and I normally don't watch their podcast. Every once in a while I may watch it depending on who they have on it, but uh 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 Tariq and Brayton, um Michael oh, J yeah, and their little podcast. I, I see the clips on um TikTok. Yeah. Courtney Kent was on there recently and they did a very long show with her. And she kind of alluded to when they asked her about uh, whether or not Ghost character was coming back. And she was like, well, I don't know. I'm not at Stars anymore. And then they asked about uh, pre. She, well, how she answered was she said, Ghost is dead, but there's still more story to tell. That was her response. So it's kind of alluding that we may possibly get a prequel about James that probably may pull Kanan in. Or whatever the case may be, but it was very interesting how she answered that question. And there was a couple other topics about ghosts and other characters that they would like to have seen prequels for. And she was like, mm, "Could happen. I don't know. I'm not in stars anymore." Um. So uh, I don't they know. They probably they probably had a whole board of ideas for shows, yep. sequels. I mean, this was a this was a machine that was going to keep running. I mean, they were just going to keep releasing. Sequel after sequel after sequel, or spinoff, I should say. And, it and they probably had a whole board full of, like you said, maybe a Tommy. Because let's be clear, all of them have a story to tell. Like, we really do need to understand. I mean, we have a lot about Tommy, but I feel like there's a whole thing with Tommy and his mama. And well, no, uh-uh, I'm gonna take that back because they they fucked all that up with force. But James and his dad, and we saw his uncle in that that scene with that owned the club, and there's stories there. There are definitely stories there. There's a lot of good yeah, there because you got to even think about when uh, Tommy's mom took Ghost in. There's a real big story there of resentment that Tommy carried for Ghost, even though they were close or whatever. But when um, Kate chose Ghost over him, and when you know when Ghost died and Ghost left her some money or whatever. Kate took Ghost in after his father got killed. Yeah. So there's a lot of story. There's a lot of story that could be told. So you're right. It's a it's a it's a self-running machine at this point because they can reach back into any of these story arcs that they've given us and do a series off of it. What's up, Fresh Yo Highness? What's up, Fresh Yo Highness? What's up? Although I don't think I'm speaking to him. 
support game. Thank you again for the super chat. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Guys are showing a lot of love tonight. We appreciate that. Thank y'all so much. Yes. Maybe um forget it. Go ahead. Go ahead, because I know you died too. Go ahead. Hey, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You can use it for your catering bill. How about that? Oh my catering Ooh. bill. Or our catering bill. No, 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 not our. <laughs> not our. <laughs> what ours? I'm talking about the team. I'm talking about the team. I ain't talking about me. They ain't no I in team. No, I'm talking about y'all. Okay, you're right. I'm talking about the team. Y'all always wanting catered food. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the team. Yep, you're right. You're right. Yep, it's for the team. Uh, she cracking jokes. Yeah, she cracking jokes. She's trying to put us on board. Uh, she's talking about our breakfast tabs and lunch. <laughs> And our lunch. Yeah. Will it be? We're not going to talk about that in front of company. <laughs> Whatever. We, Ain't we nothing talk, to talk about. We, we will talk about your catering responsibilities offline. We sure will. And that's the problem. You really <laughs> think I have catering responsibilities. So, that is the so problem. So sexy so the girl on the panel. <laughs> right. It's, exactly. Thank you. Oh, my gosh, Miss Honey. Thank you. So, in other words, Miss Honey, you're saying that we can redirect those inquiries to you as well? Got it. Absolutely not. I said it. You're, it's so sexist for you guys to put the responsibility of serving food on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not serving. Serving food. She's having yeah. it delivered. That's yeah, right. Ooh, that. Ooh, that makes it so much Providing. better. Providing. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to, someone said, uh, Dizzyville, yes, I do want to see uh, more meat about the whole Rock and her mama story. I, I def- They could give us an episode like they did with uh, Mercedes in P-Valley. I don't even think it's a season. I think they can give us an a, a episode in season three that addresses that. Kind of like what they fun. did with Mississippi, where they gave yeah. her her own episode. Yeah. I like yeah. they told it like a story, a fairy tale. I thought that was really, really good and innovative. I just, I don't know what's going on with stars and all of this. I just hope they stick to the continuity. We have so much uh, invested in in this um, in this franchise, like. And I'm gonna say this, and this, I mean, this is a this is a little bit of tea that I'm spilling. And I heard this from a very, 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 very reliable source. Even though that story leaked out that allegedly P-Valley has been renewed for the two seasons, um, I heard from a very, 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 very reliable source that uh, the cast don't know nothing about that. That doesn't mean it's not true. That doesn't mean that Stars hasn't made that decision, but the cast, they don't know nothing about that. Oh, wow. They post a lot. They post a they lot. Do. They, they really said do. a lot when they didn't post when old girl left Haley slash uh uh Autumn Night Autumn Nightmare. Yeah. And it said a <laughs> lot that they that they have not said anything about this new season. The renewal for two the seasons. Renewal. For two seasons, three and four. That's and nobody said. in the cast has posted anything about it. So you're Nico right. Nico Anah is always like, He's promoting, always. Promoting, and he's promoting. the one that kept telling people, y'all need to y'all need to hit up stars. Y'all need to go to IB, IBDM. Y'all need to, like, y'all, if y'all want the show back, y'all need to let them know. Like, he's been very, very vocal about that. Yeah. But new season crickets. Yep. Yeah, because after I did that video, my, my source hit me up and was like, 
you know, da 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 yada yada yada. And I was like, oh, for real? And I left my video up because I said it was a rumor. I said it was unconfirmed, so I left the video up. But yeah, as of when that video, when I did that video, as of that point, yeah, the cast hadn't heard nothing about the show being renewed. So. You know what, Xavier? I don't even know support gaming. Thank you again for the super chat. Appreciate that. Y'all just um, be loving on us. Thank y'all so much. Yeah, y'all showing us mad love. Thank y'all. We appreciate right. that. I mean, what? the comments are 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 definitely Man. great. I can't keep well. up. <laughs> I can't yeah. keep up. Yeah, they the, chat the chat is on point. I have to yeah, watch. The I, I want to go to the <laughs> chat, but I'm afraid it's going to slow my internet down. Yeah, I have to watch it on playback because they be gone. <laughs> yeah. They go in. Um, I don't know why Stars uh, treats the black creators so bad because their shows are the flagship shows that are keeping the network afloat. I mean, they're getting the highest ratings. I don't understand. You know, it's... I'm going to tell you what I think. In my opinion, I don't know this to be a fact, but I think that. Stars was able to lowball these creators because mm-hmm. think about it. When Power first started, 50 Cent was a he was a rapper like that yeah. made a couple of movies. You know what I mean? Courtney Kent was a black woman. And I think that they low were able to lowball power. I think the same thing with 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 P Valley. They were able to lowball it, but then it became it became a breakout hit. And like you said, it did become their flagship. And I think when it came time to renegotiate. They didn't want to play. They don't want to pay. And I think, you know, 50 Cent, he's a, you know, he's a troll and he's a whole lot of things, but he's not a dumb businessman. And I think 50 Cent, like, listen, I know my worth and I know what this is. And I built up one empire, you know, I built up power and yeah, it'll hurt to leave it because it's my baby, but I'm not going to continue to stay here and be mistreated when I know that I can continue to bring project after project after project. Like I know what I can do. And I feel like it's the same thing with, P Valley, it was a breakout hit that they weren't necessarily expecting it to be, and now it's like I, I think they don't want to pay. I think that's, that's I think that's I really think that's a lot of, to do with it. Um, Sasha Penn is the showrunner for uh, Raising Canaan. Gary Lennon is doing um, Force, and I think Courtney Kemp last season was showrunner. We get a new showrunner for the new season of Book Two. Um, and it may be Gary Lennon as well. But I know Sasha Penn is doing this, and Sasha Penn is doing a really good job with this. Yeah, show. I think he's doing a great job. Very good job. Very good job. And um, they're not really making too many changes in the continuity, but they're also not at a, a crossroads where they can make those type of changes yet. I think they're doing a very good job introducing us and, and taking us along slowly but surely. They're not accelerating the story. They're taking us along at a pace where we can actually get invested in the characters. Because right. we, we already have a certain expectations of how we want to see Kanan. We already have a certain expectation of how we want to see Jukebox. So the way that they're introducing us to this version of them that we hadn't saw before, I love that. Because, you know, we instinctively looked for their versions in power when season one first started. But to see that they, they actually started out as decent kids. You know, and if it wasn't for their family's business, they probably would have turned out to be decent adults. So I'm really loving the pacing that Sasha Penn is uh, giving us with this story. I know a lot of people complain about the action or whatever, but look at so much. We're getting so we're getting good. We're we're getting good writing. Some of it is predictable, 
but we are getting good writing. You know, it's not just a like how Force was. I think they tried so hard to make Force so action packed, where they were just killing people and shooting up the place and doing this and the whole thing with the Irish mob and all that. It became disinteresting. With this, we're getting you know deep rooted stories that are being told. Right, so, I was, that's what I was gonna say about Force. Force was it's like no storyline. It's just like who dying today. Yeah, there's no, there's no. It, it doesn't feel like they're invested in Force, and and that's just my opinion. Force is fan you, service. Force was fan service. They did that because people love Tommy's character. That's the only reason why they 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 greenlit that show and moved yeah. forward with it because it's just like influence. I could have very easily see Force being canceled, just like they decided not to go forward with influence, which we all said we didn't want to see a whole show about Rashad Tate. They gave us enough of him in, in Power Season 6, 5 and 6, and in Book 2. That's all we need for that character. Tommy Tommy's story could have continued on in Book 2, and we would have been just fine with that. I don't think that Tommy, unless they... I think that's why they're bringing in Sax, and they brought in Blanca, because we still need to see elements of the last power to keep us coming back to force. Because the, and the whole rewriting Tommy's origin story with the whole uh, family connection. Which you it, still don't know what's going on. <laughs> that, that, that was unnecessary. That was, that was very disappointing for what we had come to love about that character. Mm-hmm. You guys remember the original power afterwards, after a couple of seasons? Uh, one Courtney always did like a like a little recap, recap, and then we all we had Power Confidential, where it was kind of like a roundtable discussed it. I I would love to see that same energy with Raising Canaan because the characters have so much depth and layer. It would be great to see um, a little insider chat about the characters and the, the hopes. You know, for the characters going forward, who's that, Miss Honey? I wish they were doing that. I wish they were doing that on this uh, series, even if it was uh, not Courtney Kemp. But uh, it would be interesting if Fifty Cent was doing it. Mahoney, he's, he's Mahoney. busy. He's busy and probably can't do that. But even if Sasha Penn did it, you know, if we just got just a little bit more insight. But I kind of agree with Really B because we typically don't like that particular because I feel like if you're going to tell the story, tell it in the series. I want to watch it. Right. You know, I don't want to hear you interpret it for me because that just tells me that you didn't do a good job. Exactly. You didn't do a good job giving me that story. Right. Yeah, and it ties it together. It ties the past and the future together to show yes. us what we're watching present. That I would like to see. I would like to see where they take moments from the past and tie them to the story that they're telling now. I would like to see that. But I don't want to spend so much time where they break the whole episode down, synopsis, because I feel like I should have been able to pick that up in the episode. I agree. Yeah, because I was never like I was never I never watched any of that stuff because I don't mean no harm, but I don't want to watch a whole hour of a show and then turn around and watch an hour of you explaining what I just saw. I'm like you. If, if you have to explain it to me, then you ain't really give me what I needed. Yeah. yeah I, I, really, I never really I never really got into in watching the, all of the after shows the, and stuff like that. I really didn't. I, I didn't do it either because I had the reviews, but I going back, I enjoyed watching it. And I really want to talk about like the characters. Not so much what happened in the episode. But a little bit more about the characters. Let's let's talk a little bit more about 
what we might see, what could be, you know, a little bit more. Um, I think what we're going to see with Jukebox is I think that we're going to see her further separate herself from the family. And uh, at this point, she's not like how uh, Kanan is. Kanan has a place to go. He can go stay with Famous as long as Famous is uh, got that place over there. Eventually, yeah. I think. Eventually, I think they're gonna lose that place. They're gonna lose that place because you saw Famous was already saying, "Yo, the dude that got me in this spot said Crown owe owe him um some studio time." That's the only reason why he was able to work that deal for Famous. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, Famous ain't gonna be there much longer. Uh, so you oh. know that he went and stayed the night with. Detective Howard. Jukebox ain't got nowhere else to go. The only other option she have is to go back home, unless she go over there and stay with Bert. And I don't see that happening. Unless she go too, over there I, and I stay think... with... Unless she go over there, maybe that's the favor that she asks uh, Nicole's father. Maybe she go over there and camp out with him for a little while. Um, but I think at some point we're going to see Jukebox further separate herself from the family. She ain't in her life. She ain't boosted anymore, so she's not really making money. So she can't go get her own place or whatever the case may be. But I think at some point she's going to want to separate herself from Rock too, because ultimately she know her aunt and she know how her aunt rolled. Eventually she's not going to feel comfortable staying over there anymore, especially after everything comes out. Maybe her I and Marvin really make a hand and she point, goes back though. home. Go ahead. About her leaving. About at some point she's going to go to DC. Yeah. We got to see something that drives her further away from the family. Yeah. And it, what may do it is when she hear that girl's song on the radio. When she hear that girl's song on the radio, she's going to go off. Yeah. And she has I to think it would be that. perfect for this character if she, like I said, if she took a season off or took part of a season off and we saw her come back um, maybe four. I, I find that, I think that would be a way more interesting. We're, we're going to still love you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't think there's nothing that at this point, out of all the characters' motives and reasons behind the things that they do, if we saw Jukebox do the unthinkable, whatever that may be, it's 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 fully justifiable at this point because we have truly seen her go through a tremendous amount of hurt. We've seen her go through a tremendous amount of abuse. We've seen her go through a tremendous amount of ne neglect. It's almost to be expected. Like we're we're at this point, we're salivating for her to catch her first body. You know, we're ready to see that because we're we see that this character has been through so much. It wouldn't become a surprise to us if we see her cross over that dark side to that dark side. And that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for that confirmation. For me, she doesn't have to kill anyone. For me, I just like to see her make some moves that show us she's on to it. She's on to everyone and she's, you know, it's kind of like the boosting, at least the more I think I, I can see her uh, getting over, getting over on Lou, going back and, and, and taking that all that tr distrust she has for her family and just start you know what I'm saying? Hitting them up. Yep. In various ways. That that would definitely say a lot. She doesn't have to kill someone. She can just become ruthless, just maniacal all the way around. And 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 I only say that knowing the juke that we know in power. 
And see, that's a good place that jukebox could hide out at. She went over there with to Nicole's father and camped out over there for a while and became that man's surrogate daughter, so to speak. Nobody would never know where they look for her at. But I don't even think Kane. I think Kane is probably the only other person that knew where Nicole stayed at. That would be a perfect place for her to just hide out and just figure herself out and figure out what she's getting ready to do next. And Lady V says uh, maybe he helps her change her name. That could be possible. I mean, she's still a minor. Yeah, she's still a minor. Um, Jack Jordan, welcome me into the panel. What's going on? Quickly, give us your thoughts on what we talked about. Um, real quick. No, hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, hey. you know, jukebox is you know, jukebox is my favorite character on here. So uh just to see her evolution especially coming from the person who keeps everything tight to the animal and the, i don't want to say animal but to the savage that she ended up being later on well actually in the um in the power universe is is, is quite interesting we got just to look at her eyes from that beating of her hand we got to look into a lot of who you know who jukebox really is just off of you know, just based off of that and the way she was looking at her mom and she just was eating that pain and how, and how angry and how much rage that she pretty much kept inside until we see her released in the original power. Wow. Yeah, but she's definitely my favorite character. Wow. That's around and Kenya might be her first body. For real, that's, for real. What I was, that's what I was... I think Kenya her. is gonna be her first body. At first, I, I thought it was gonna be awesome. Nicole's mom. Cause I mm -hmm. thought she, I was like, if she keep popping up, if she keep hanging around. That's why I'm accusing. Killing your mama is definitely is is. That's why I said Kenya better go and leave her alone. That's what I was saying earlier. Kenya better go and leave her alone. Uh, I don't know. Kenya better go and leave her alone. From but it's I just mean, part. is it really killing her mom at this point? Because she really don't even know her. Well, no, but I'm saying, like I said earlier, anything she does that's that's outlandish at this point, we can honestly say that, yeah, you deserved it. I mean, look what her mom did to her, you know, so, right. you know. And we can't put it past the Power Series because uh, we know that Power dad, having kids kill yeah, their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a thing. That's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. It, it's it's, it a definitely is a pattern. I hope it's that don't happen. Actually, it's a it's a it's a pattern that we've seen in all of the series because we saw Tommy kill Teresi. Yeah. We saw mm -hmm. Tariq kill Ghost. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay, now there's a little twist. There's a little twist in book two. I'm gonna throw a boomerang at y'all. We saw it happen to Zeke. Ooh. Sean. Oh, yeah. We saw and it then we and then we have, we have the twist with Kanan killing. His son, yeah. so we saw exactly. it go the other way around. It could go the other way around, but we know that we know that King is not going to kill Jukebox. So, like I said, it's a, a it's a recurring theme that we see throughout the series. So it ain't too far fetched at all. If she kills, if she kills, if she kills Kenya, I can kind of see how you know set up the scene when I'm in this music and all this, you know, playing in the background. You know, man, Kenya is praying, and then you know, uh, Jukebox <laughs> pulls the trigger. You know, that's Duke just pulled the trigger. Ain't no coming. Ain't no coming back from that. You know, that's at that point, that's that that'll truly be a crime of passion. What I can envision how that'll that be happens. a cliffhanger too, a real good cliffhanger. And then we don't see Juke no more until 
she gonna hide out with Nicole's father. How this is how I see that coming to fruition. If Kenya tries to pursue having a relationship with her and still trying to force feed her into praying her out of being gay, I could see them having a big argument, a big blow up. It it just happened. You know, I could see you know her not intentionally going to kill her mama or whatever the case may be, but I think out of hurt and anger and uh, you know I'm tired of this. I could see her it culminating to a moment where she ends up killing her mom. She might pick up something and knock shit out of her or some shit like that or, or something like that. I don't think it's going to be as, as direct as she pulls out a gun and killing her mom. I mm-hmm. think it'll be a, a big blow up between them that led to that. I could definitely see that and I could see if Marvin's not dead or even telling Marvin, you know, and Marvin kind of there, kind of help her through that almost a bonded moment, oddly to say, almost just, a bonded moment that they, uh, you know, that that could be uh, just like how Tasha and Tariq kind of bonded when he yeah. dropped Ray Ray, you know, and she helped him wash up the blood and you know get rid of the evidence or whatever. If she did drop Kenya and Marvin knows about it, Marvin would help her get rid of the body. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, and he already don't like that lady. So he definitely. Like he ready to drop her himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely right after the slap. So she yeah. really, he really, you know, he, he really all, all for it, you know. But, um, you know, even in the beginning, even in the first season, I just was like, yo, I really like Juke's character. You know, I, like she's. She's the best. Like, I don't know. Like, her character, it didn't stand out, but it did stand out. That makes any sense. She wasn't as in your face as much as Kanan was because, of course, it's about it's about him. Or even Rock or, you know, or Lulu. She was kind of like the Lone Ranger, you know, who was who was solid. And we just saw her be forgotten by family members over and over again. It's kind of like you damn near want to root for her. Like, you want to root for her to kill somebody damn near. Oddly enough, because it's like, how much can she take? Yeah, how much more can she take? I mean, and the thing about it is, how much more can they make this character go through? Like, this character has went through so much. At this point, more than Katie has. Right. That's a good point. Well, Rock said in that conversation with Juke, the last few lines she said um something about it being temporary, a temporary pain for the, for the, uh, the a greater good in the long run right like uh, a small it, it's like small moves now influence what's yeah. going to happen in the future so I just like I said I want to know a little bit more context about how that conversation got started I know she was predominantly talking about her love for Kanan but at the same time I kind of feel like she was giving Juke some advice uh-huh that's true. I I think she was. I think it might have been a little bit foreshadowing. Uh, um, you know what's no, you know what's possibly could be next. They kind of get like the viewers' heads to run around a little bit. But you know, I'm uh, sad. Oddly I enough, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Juke to I'm rooting for Juke to kill somebody. Yeah. Kiwan says she need to turn the pastors up power off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that whole church need a disconnect notice. That whole yeah. church, yeah, we need to go Corey take the whole too. church out. Corey, yeah. Don't yeah, that whole that whole church need a disconnect notice. Corey need to go too. Yeah. 
I think a I think a, a Molotov would uh would do the job, or you know maybe a grenade or um uh, something in that area. No, we need a rocket launcher like at the uh, on the players club. <laughs> I'm cool with that too. I'm cool with. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with that too. You know, but that'd be a crowd like you like you said. That'd be a crowd in the past. That she'd probably take. She'd probably take. They live slowly, but but you painfully. know what? We do see jukebox. You know, we haven't seen jukebox. You know, she let Kanan slide. She let Kanan slide with the whole Nicole thing. But you also kind of see jukebox where jukebox don't really kind of sit down on like when someone screws her over. Like at this point, there's so many people that have screwed her over. It's time for somebody to get God. It is time for somebody to get God. Prior to that, though, that was that juke still had a conscience. Yeah. She still had 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 these these emotions, these feelings, and 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 uh, Fifty Cent being Kane and doing the doing all of that uh, narration during when she was being tortured, he said, you know, this is how people change. Yep. So going forward, we're not going to see that same Jew, even when it when it comes to that's fame. that's what I've been saying. See, I'm like, yeah, yeah we've seen I that. See fame. her with fame. See, because fame be playing her out all the time, like pushing the limits with her all the time. I'd like to see her interact with fame now after everything has happened to her. I feel like it's going to be a different conversation. It's so funny you should say that because I feel the same way about Ziza. I want to see her interact with Ziza now after she hear that song on that radio. And Ziza, you know how Ziza, Ziza's character is getting real greasy at the mouth. She's talking real slick to everybody. You know, so I could see if uh, her and Jukebox cross paths some kind of way, shape, form, or fashion, and she makes some kind of smart-ass comment to Jukebox about that song, my song on the radio, yours didn't even get, you know, whatever, Juke gonna drop her. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we keep coming back to the same point. We keep circling yeah. back around to it. Juke is gonna lose it at some point. She gonna lose I, see Ziza, I, see, I see Juke sleeping with Ziza before fighting her. Mm-mm, didn't no. y'all see that? Didn't y'all see that flirting? No. When she I saw that. Yeah, see that flirting? down at her feet. Yeah, I thought it was a little. Yeah, bit they flirt. was flirting towards. I mean, towards the end of that oh, confrontation, they was better. flirting. I could definitely see. See, I could definitely see that. And then yeah, that kind of goes back to um Miss Honey that was on your list of questions tonight. Uh, potential new girlfriends. I don't see it being Ziza though. Yeah, I'm not I see it being Ziza, no, no. but I think they're going to sleep together. But I could definitely yeah. see. I could. I'm not saying I it will. But there was out. some flirting going on there. There was yeah. definitely some flirting going on there. I can see Ziza turning her out because she had like a little kissy poo, you know, canoodling thing with Nicole. It, it's not gonna be that with her and Ziza. Ziza too hot in the puss. No, that's gonna be no. That's gonna be some straight up <laughs> sexual yeah. release. That ain't oh, yeah. gonna be no love, oh, yeah, no affection, none clothes, of that. Or maybe she take it. Or maybe she takes it. I still don't. Which one? Ziza. Uh, uh, take it from Ziza. No, it's gonna be Ziza. Ziza to get it started because she is definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'll like, see that box. Her box is very hot, but uh, I don't see. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I see. not the hot box. <laughs> yeah, she's a hot box. She's a hot box. So <laughs> she's a hot pocket hot box. Nah, I don't see it for her. She too. She too stuck on Lou right now. She too stuck on Lou right she now. She is not stuck on Lulu. Lulu is a means to an end. She don't love him. She don't yeah, have no feelings for him. She don't care about him. I don't believe none of that. None of it. Lulu is a means to an end for her. And I think, and again, I do think that she's supposed to be keeping an eye on Lulu. 
That's what she over there for, right? She over there lurking. Exactly. Hiding in the bushes. And and women like her only know one way to keep a man's attention. So that's what oh. she's doing. So do we agree? Do we uh, are we all mutually agreeing that Thank you for the super chat, Dizzyville. That there's something pivotal that's gonna happen with Juke. And we've obviously we agreed last week that we've seen the last of the old Juke. We've I think we've seen the last of Laverne, unless it's her trying to get in somewhere to kill somebody. Um, I think we're definitely gonna see true jukebox at this point. Yeah, I don't think we see Laverne no more until she go join the police force in DC. Yeah, that's it for Laverne. But we don't see Laverne see. again until we meet Laverne Garner. Oh that's, yeah, that's we, what we're see. definitely gonna see. Uh, I think I disagree with really be on this. I think we're gonna see uh, her in in uh, nine and twelve episodes. I think no, about- I'm not saying I'm not saying we don't see her at all. I'm just saying I think her being her. I think the bulk of her storyline for this season is done. But you're right. She is in the trip. You know, she is in the scenes for next for this week's episode. So, you know, I, I listen, I've been wrong before. We're going to see. <laughs> we're going to see. We're um, going to see. I think we would be disappointed if we didn't see her in episode 10. Even if it's just a short appearance, because just like in the end of last season, she really didn't have that much going on last season either. You know, she was kind of walking around. You know, she was just kind of lost. And and you know just kind of processing everything that was going on. We saw her say goodbye to Kanan or whatever case may be. That was it. She really didn't have much of a story going on at the end of last season, you know. So I, I kind of agree with what would really be saying. I think the bulk of her story has been shown to us throughout the season. I think if we see anything else out of her in episode ten, it's going to be a confrontation with her and somebody, whether it's Kenya, whether it's Ziza. It's going to be some type of confrontation that we see her. And that's going to leave her story arc in a cliffhanger. I think there's going to be multiple cliffhangers. And I like when the seasons end like this, where multiple characters, it's just like in P Valley, we had multiple cliffhangers that was going on. Autumn ran off with the money. Uh, Diamond got kidnapped. Um, Little Murder came out. So I think it's going to be a situation like that where we're going to have multiple things that are going to leave us on a cliffhanger, not just one particular thing. I think we're going to have multiple different things that are going to leave us uh, hanging on the string. So I think that's what's going to um, happen. Agreed. Okay. All right. And um, do we have anything else we want to touch on? No. All I'm going to say is if the if the book two trailer drops, then we'll definitely come live to talk about it. Yep, man. You know I'll have it posted. You know that. So if the if the if the trailer drops, just be on the lookout. Yeah, I know we'll be we'll come over here and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna be looking for it. Well, as always, guys, thank y'all so much for the support. We enjoyed talking with y'all. Y'all was live tonight. Uh great topics. Bring them on over to YouTube, bring them on over to Instagram. We want to continue these conversations with y'all. So we don't just want to have these conversations with y'all uh on the live streams. We want to keep it going because uh, Lady V, you're real good at it. I talk to you all day today, Lady V. I've been talking to you since this morning because <laughs> you be going back and watching a lot of the episodes and you be yeah, making comments. You be bringing it. up um, a lot of good points. So mm-hmm. I try to read all the comments and interact with you guys. Um, so please, y'all keep it going. Um, those of you who sent the super chats tonight, thank y'all so much. I appreciate that. Drop us a line in um, our Instagram, our DM, because we really want to thank y'all for y'all support as well. Um, 
Lady B, you called me out on this earlier today, but we do got some other stuff that's going on and that we're going to bring to the channel. It's just hard coordinating everybody's schedule. We all live in different states, time zones and things. So it's kind of hard to get all of us together. Um, but we definitely got some new stuff that's going to be hitting y'all way real soon. So uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with the TSF Entertainment. Thank you family. guys so much for all your comments in the chat. Like it just... You guys really just open the conversation yes. up so much more when you yes. guys participate. And it's always so intelligent and clever and just witty. And you guys remember a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Cool. They be on it, yo. <laughs> they be on it. All right, fam. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all Sunday.